Coming up in this episode of the Dark Theme Park Show, we give you our spoiler-free reviews of Hagrid's Magical Creature Motorbike Adventure and Jurassic World The Ride. And welcome to the Dark Theme Park Show, Creepy Kingdoms Podcast, all about the creepiness of theme parks. I'm your host, Mr. James H. Carter II. Coming up in this episode, we give you our spoiler-free thoughts and reviews on the brand new attractions the Universal Parks have opened this summer. That is... Hagrid's magical motorbike, mystical, magical creature, motorbike, magical adventure, <laughs> and Jurassic World, the ride. Before we get to that, I have some important announcements to make. The first one is that this very episode of the Dark Theme Park Show is sponsored by Some Spooky Stuff. They make some spooky stuff for some spooky people. They are a t-shirt and apparel company. And currently, right now, they are the exclusive place to get a Creepy Kingdom t-shirt. They have several other spooktacular designs there as well. Check them out at somespookystuff.com. The other is... This is probably the last podcast we will release before Midsummer Scream takes place. Midsummer Scream is an annual Halloween and horror convention in Long Beach, California, taking place this August 3rd and 4th. And we have a lot going on there. So if you're in SoCal, this is where you need to be. If you're not in SoCal, you still have time to get out here and make it. Lots of can't-miss stuff going down, including the Creepy Kingdom Podcast Live. That's right, our Cinema Crypt Podcast will be doing a live show where we'll be interviewing the author of the book, The Lady from the Black Lagoon. We'll be interviewing Mallory O'Mara and talking about Millicent Patrick, the designer of the creature outfit from the Creature from the Black Lagoon movie, the designer of Chernabog, from Fantasia and many other things. We'll be talking all about her art and her life. We'll be doing it live with the author of Lady for the Back Lagoon. Please come check us out live and check out this awesome, awesome conversation we're going to have about a really awesome person. I'm really excited to do this. Very stoked. So not only that, we will have a booth on the show floor selling Foolish Mortals DVDs. Our first time officially having our own booth at Midsummer Scream. So if you're there, of course, come on by. Our staff will be there throughout the various points. I'll be there at some point. Rox will be there at some point. <laughs> We're not sure when. Follow social media for that. But definitely come on by. If you haven't got Foolish Mortals yet, pick it up. It's the last time the DVD is going to be out. It's going to be uh, awesome to uh, you know meet all you know all of our uh, followers and listeners and 
all our pals. And we have a third thing that has not officially been announced yet. <laughs> so I can't officially announce. I know it's crazy. It's it, the, the festival's in days. But let's just say we'll be having a screening there as well. I won't say what it is. So I, I haven't officially announced it. But for you, the loyal listeners, <laughs> we are screening there. So there's tons of other awesome stuff going on there. <laughs> Christine McConnell is doing a panel there. You can meet Elvira. All the haunt panels you can shake a stick at. Halloween Horror Nights, Nods, Dark Harbor. I'm just thinking stuff off the top of my head. There's literally so much stuff going on there. Our friends Theme Park Duo are doing a panel as well. And more stuff I can't remember. But <laughs> So... You're definitely going to want to come on down and check out all that stuff. You can All the information on it is midsummerscream.org. Before we get started, I could say that this recording was done a few weeks back, which was prior to the official opening ceremony of Jurassic World, the ride, which did, in fact, take place on July 22nd, in which I did get to ride the ride in its full state. Uh, my review of the ride will be during the soft opening on this recording. It's pretty similar. Also, after the recording, we have the entire um, opening ceremony in its audio form. Special guest Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard were in attendance. As well as Blue the Raptor was actually there. Uh, it was a dinorific time we had. And... We'll be sharing the audio from the opening ceremony just for you. Okay, 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 let's open the gates. Hey, gang. I'm joined by Sir Florida Man Grant. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Uh, it would be really weird if you answered me, if everybody answered me, though. They did. You just didn't hear them. <laughs> so you guys can all just tweet me at hashtag Grant, and I'll see that. Yes. Everyone knows going to be able to spell that one. <laughs> or not hashtag at. Twitter at. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you need to change your uh, Twitter handle to Sir Florida, man. <laughs> Sir Florida, man. <laughs> Nobody steal that. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah, wait, wait for Grant to get it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, um, we are joined this evening, or whenever you're listening to this, talk about uh, the offerings that the Universal Parks have given us this summer, Universal Orlando Resort, Islands of Adventure, and Universal Hollywood. And we kind of started uh, last episode, a few episodes back. I'm not sure the order of all this stuff anymore. (laughs) But uh, you attempted to ride Hagrid's Magical Creature Motorbike Adventure. Motorbike Adventure. <laughs> took me a second to remember the full name. Uh, second day of operation, and uh, you you know that did not happen. And since then, you have ridden it, um, and you're going to talk about it. We're, we're going to be non-spoiler with our thoughts on the rides here, uh, just you know because just to give people a chance to experience it firsthand. Um, but this, this ride's had crazy uh, technical schedule. It's kind of unprecedented, I think. They, they even just changed it like two days ago. 
as of this recording, which is what is today? The 13th Today of is July, July 13th yeah. of 2019. Yeah, they they officially changed it one more time, which I think um, what it was doing was it was opening up in the middle of um, middle of the day mm-hmm. because it's been there's a lot of technical mo- components to this ride. I can get into a little bit of that because it's not anything that Universal didn't put out there themselves. Um, like before the ride came out. Um, and what, what happens is, is the ride was opening up every day around noon or 1 PM. Right. And the problem with that is here in Florida, especially in the summer, um, that's about the time that the rain comes in. So you have everybody like lining up and waiting for this ride. And then they start running the ride and it works for like an hour. And then it has to go down for like an hour or two. <laughs> while they're waiting for the rain to pass. And then, of course, they have to let it cycle through several times to make sure it's safe. Right. And um, the ride was running late into the night. And while I do think that probably night is more optimal for when riding this ride, because um, once you ride it, you'll kind of see a lot of it's outdoors and it's through a forest. So I can imagine it looks really neat at night because the actual motorbike has a um, headlight on it. Oh, that's cool. So, I think that the ride itself would would more than likely work better at night. Um, But the problem with that is with all this crazy, insane weather, um, it's just basically making people mad. And they let people know early on, um, hey, look, you know, this ride isn't open until later. um, So you don't need to line up for it now. Go and enjoy our other stuff. But still, people are lining up and waiting for the ride. To the point where they have to actually have water coolers out and fans and things because people are. This is an unusually hot floor uh, summer, even here in Florida. Like Florida's naturally hot, but this is insane. Nobody's ever felt this. My wife, who's lived here her entire life, has said she's never felt anything like this before. Really? Wow. So um, people are still lining up at the Crackadon and are like you know basically at Park Open. And they're just standing there waiting for it to open, which is weird because in a way it's like, well, I was the first one on. Yeah, but you still waited four and a half hours in line for the ride. If you want to view it like that, you know, I'd rather (laughs) say if I'm waiting four hours in line, especially if I'm buying a ticket and not an annual pass holder, I want to do other things. Yeah, that'd be a big waste of time. You have to imagine the people waiting around are not day guests. (laughs) Well, they're not. Well, they may not be. There are plenty of day guests. So, um, um, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not going to talk about anything, um, really, or say the name or what he did, but I was actually in line with somebody who was very prominent in the theme park community and chatted him for, uh, about two hours while I was in line. And, uh, I wish I could talk about what him and I were talking about, but I vowed secrecy, <laughs> but, um, I'll, We'll get to it in a couple of years when certain things are open right. that well, uh, you, that are not announced. Right. You, you met someone that works on things, and you identified yourself as a member of the media. <laughs> so. I, will, I, I, will, I will say that this person did work on one of the parks I'm going to later this year, which is uh, the Warner Park in Abu Dhabi, which I'll be going to because he was like, well, I've worked on a lot of things that – you've never done or that you, that most people have never heard. I said, try me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Keep in mind that like 
on my leg, I have a Albert tattoo from Mystic Manor and a Chandu tattoo from uh, Tokyo Disney. So I'm pretty well versed. So anyway, I'm saying that guy was only there for the day. So if you ha- you may have people who they've done everything at Universal. They come here once a year. And they're like, you know what, I'm going to wait it out and do this ride, you know, because this is the new offering for the year. So now what they're doing is they are opening it with park open. They're not doing the delayed opening any okay, longer. That's changed. But, right. they're, but they're now closing it um, with equivalent time to close, if that makes sense. Okay, so like let's say the park closes at 9 p.m. And there is a three-hour wait. That means that they are cutting the line at 6 p.m. There is no more, oh, I'll just get in line at like 8.30 at night. And then, you know, they're running the ride until 12.30 in the morning. Right. They're, um, that way they still have the time, you know, like 12 hours or so to get this ride worked on, to put all the brakes in and uh, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, check the cars or what all – whatever the problems are that they're experiencing with this ride. Uh, They still have 12 hours to do it. And then it also allows for more ride time during the day. So, uh, you know, there is a post that Universal put out saying, you know, be aware that this ride is going to close earlier in the day now. So, yeah, it's having technical issues. But apparently if this ride rides the way it should – and if they can get it working, it takes as many people per hour as Pirates of the Caribbean as advertised. Wow. So because it's a continuous – it's uh, kind of like Rip Ride Rocket or Haunted Mansion as to how you load the ride where it's an – like it basically you stand on the moving platform and jump on the ride vehicle. Oh, so when you load this, you know, it, does, it doesn't stop is what you're saying. Correct. You are walking onto a slow-moving vehicle at the time. Interesting. And this is a complicated ride from the standpoint of when you get on the ride, um, one person has to cross over because there is a sidecar. And like the sidecar is on the left and the motorcycle is on the right. Um, if you ride on the motorcycle... Uh, that is, if you are a person of bigger size, you will feel much more comfortable in. On the motorcycle than in the sidecar? Correct. 100%. Because um, I got to do the ride twice. Um, and I got to try it both times, and my wife tried it both times. So uh, what happened was we got there, um, and this was uh, about two weeks ago or so. I said, okay, we're going to do this because the first time we tried doing it, if you caught back up, we waited and then we, we tried going the second time, uh, the second day of ride open. And um, th- that's when they were having all the issues and they're like, oh, I don't know when this ride's going to open because, you know, there were so many unknowns. It was the second day of operation and we didn't know that there were so many breakdowns and problems yet. And I said, oh, well, we're not going to start running this ride until 11. And you guys are two hours back, and we had to get out of there because my wife had an appointment. Right. So, um, so we had to leave. Fortunately, they had to bring out Puss in Boots and Kitty Soft Paws to entertain everybody. So at least it wasn't a loss. We got to meet uh, Kitty Soft Paws. And um, <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, anyway, so we we tried back, and we got right in line, knowing that hey, we're gonna have to wait until noon at the earliest before they start 
loading you up. And what they're doing right now is they are holding the queue back. Basically, you can't even enter the queue. They have a queue for the queue because when you get, like, as you're walking into the queue, you have to put any larger items in one of their free lockers. Okay. So kind of think like, um, I don't know, Mummy at Universal or any of that kind of stuff. You know, it's just like a, you're not supposed to have your purse on this ride. There's nowhere to put it. Or no bags. Uh, or backpacks, basically. Is what no bags. Exactly. Which is interesting because Disney doesn't offer that, even though they have, you know, a couple of roller coasters, including like um, Rock and Roller Coaster, which does flip you. Yeah, they let and you. Yeah, you can you can bring your back on that. Yeah, yeah, I've brought my backpack on that. You got to wrap it around your arm. <laughs> yeah, and it's like yeah, my first time doing that ride with my wife, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I bought my our merchandise is just riding at your feet." I was like, "Wait, we can do that?" <laughs> like it just seemed really unsafe. <laughs> so anyway, uh, uh, we waited for the line to kind of queue up, and waiting in the sun, they had uh, water out for everybody for free obviously just like giant igloos of water oh, and uh, free water. fans oh, i didn't know that well wow. <laughs> yeah just tap water obviously but you know here's some cups because they don't want people falling over because that's not a good hashtag right there of like you know hagrid death <laughs> hagrid death that's a good hashtag <laughs> hagrid stuff people are going to be like oh my god did somebody leak the new harry potter novel <laughs> So um, no, the hashtag is Hagrid Heat Stroke. <laughs> Hagrid so, Heat Stroke. So, there. <laughs> so at around twelve o'clock, they started um, bumping the line in. So basically, uh, we got you know we got there at around eleven thirty, and after about half an hour, forty five minutes or so, um, they start feeding the line into the queue, and the ride is not working yet. Now the queue, as far as I can tell is the Dueling Dragons queue, but completely rethemed. So you're going by, like, Rooms with Dragon Eggs. There's a scene very similar to, um, if you've ever been on Escape from Green Gods, or there's a scene with, like, Hagrid and Ron Weasley, you know, doing, like, a thing where they're... Yeah. yeah, the fusion thing, where basically you see them, but, like, the props are moving around um, in the building. And that's one of the first things you see when you enter, but yet there's still so much more queue before you get over there. Um, because I was like, oh, cool, we're in the pre-show. We must be almost on the ride. We are not. Wow. So you go through um, various rooms, and I, I'm not really going to get too much into it, but a lot of it's just dark um, and very narrow. Is it cool um, in there? That's the question. Uh, the, you can tell that there was mercifully air conditioning put in one area. But it did not look like it was supposed to be there normally, um, it, you know, being that there was like a giant yellow air con- air duct pumping air into the place that oh, did not really? look very magical. Oh, it basically looked like a people are dying in this room because if the ride breaks down, you're stuck in this area with all these people in this long, narrow hallway with no air. <laughs> so um, I'm sure that things are going to be worked on to maybe make it, you know, fit with the theming. Yeah. Um, a little bit better you know like it's pretty glaring when you see it but it's also like you're also okay with it because it needs to be done yeah of course. Um, <laughs> then you enter the this one room where like basically Hagrid if you can if you can hear him and it's hard to hear him because everybody's talking when you have a giant room of people in a small area and everybody is talking 
it's hard to hear any talking from the characters and speakers overhead, but he's basically explaining the different characters, like the different creatures. Right. Um, and then you enter the main room, which kind of a neat effect. Um, you are below Hagrid, if that makes sense. Like you look up and there is stuff happening above you on a screen that looks like Hagrid is riding his motorcycle above you and fire is happening above you and things like that. And Hagrid is talking about like how to ride the ride and you see like a bike running around. And um, it's a really cool effect. However, when the ride broke down and we were waiting for an hour, it was not very fun to listen to. Because how long is the loop? <laughs> You're like, like five minutes maybe? Uh, I think it's like about ten minutes or so. There's enough different things in there. Um, because it's a room with a lot of switchbacks. Uh, also, this room is where you can try out the seats to see if you're comfortable. And the problem with that is if you are a, a, a larger person that cannot fit into the motorcycle bike, you have now come all this way through the queue before finding out if you can ride this ride. Oh, yeah. Usually they have the test vehicles like way outside of the queue. Yeah, correct. So that's something that definitely needs to change, and perhaps it will when it dies down a little bit. Makes sense. It, like when um, when they have the start of the line in a normal line starting spot and not over by Poseidon's Fury. Right, yeah, when it's actually, yeah, a normal spot. But yeah. Because like, yeah, because that's a major operational error right there. So um, we got on the ride, and I decided that I was going to try riding in the uh, motorcycle seat. So I get in, and it it's pretty pretty interesting to cr- to try to cross over this thing. Um, it's there's definitely some steps that you have to get over to get onto this thing while you're moving, mm-hmm. and it's. You know, it's a slow-moving thing, but when you're trying to get in and you see you only have so much room and you don't want them to stop the ride, you know, I'm just worried that somebody's going to hurt themselves, but they must have figured out, you know, how to avoid people getting hurt while getting on this thing. Right. Uh, um, was, was Brittany uh, using a wheelchair on this day? Brittany, yes, Brittany was using a wheelchair, but I will point out that Brittany can walk this, like, you know, maybe smaller distances um, for short while. So she was okay. Like as soon as we got off, they took her wheelchair and she was able to walk onto the thing. Okay. So there wasn't a, a, a typical wheelchair transfer, I guess. <laughs> Correct. She is primarily actually only wheelchair bound when it comes to the theme parks. She, she works normally like normal person, but she has to take breaks. But when it's like an amusement park, you know, like when you're in the back world showcase, she's not able to make, you know, do the walk back, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's for extended periods, she has to use a wheelchair. But, you know, for those who have wheelchairs, um, the line itself was pretty accessible, although there were some tight corners and a little darkness. Um, the line that we actually find the most troubling at Universal is um, King Kong because it's like pitch black in there. I've almost crashed her into the walls on more than one occasion. Oh, um, <laughs> so anyway, we we got we got on the ride, and um, it pretty much just starts. Like as soon as you make that bend, you are into one of the seven launches. 
there are seven separate launches in here, and this is where I think things are being broken because that requires a lot of power. And they're all timed separate to make sure that, you know, none of them crash into the other um, cars. Um, and I don't really know how much I can really say about this ride because I don't want to, like, really ruin much. Right, right. Yeah, but, um, yeah well, I have another question, actually, that's not ruining. Um, can you keep your glasses on during this ride? Um, they may, my wife and I don't wear glasses, but it is gentle enough that I would think you could. It's very thrilling. Um, it's I think it's got a 48-inch height requirement. And I think mainly that's more due to the seating arrangement than the intensity. It's pretty much um, picture a much longer version of Slinky Dog Dash. Okay, uh, I feel like I took my glasses off on that. I'm just curious. Because I probably did just. I've only ridden Slinky Dog once, but I didn't know what to expect. Which that was actually more thrilling than I expected. I expected that yes. to be a little more barnstormer-ish, and it was a little more Big yeah. Thunder Mountain. <laughs> Yeah, Slinky Dog like surprised me when I first went on it because I was like, "Oh, this is like a little kid ride, but we're gonna do it because it's brand new and you know, yay Disney." But um, I was very surprised how thrilling Slinky Dog is. So anyway, um, I will say, um, and this is once again, I'm trying to avoid all spoilers, but Universal did point out that there is a giant Hagrid animatronic in the ride. Yeah, we knew that. I would say most people knew that. Okay, <laughs> so I got Hagrid in B-Mode, very much B-Mode. He was basically just on a turnstile moving back and forth. He was not talking. Like, you could hear his voice as you go by him, but he was not moving. He just, like, turned, and it's not like the videos that we've seen. So there is very much a um, a B-Mode set for this ride. So uh, he is a complicated animatronic from what I've seen. Um, I'm hoping that I get to experience it. You know, I'm sure I'll get to see the regular version. Um, the ride itself is pretty long. I would say maybe four minutes or so. Okay. So, um, but here's what wound up happening is uh, there is a big launch after you see Hagrid. And you see Hagrid pretty early on in the ride. And all of a sudden, the ride just stopped. I'm thinking, like, basically, like, um, we started going up, and you're like, okay, you can tell where the launches are because you see the giant magnetic pads, and you see the straightaways, and you're like, okay, this is going to be a launch, a launch. Because when the ride works, it's pretty much a nonstop adventure. Um, and the ride was stopped for about 15 minutes. Wow. So we're sitting in this chair in the Florida heat, and people behind me are like, is this part of the ride? I said, No. This is not part of the ride. And um, you can tell because you, you can see all the other trains behind us. It's like somebody's like, oh, no, is that train going to crash into us? I said, no, no, no. It has to get to these points where these launches are so it has a brake stop. You know, like it's it's fine that it's running. It's going to stop right there. And sure enough, it does. Right. Um, so we're waiting. And I will say that when they decided to bring the ride back online – they did not give any warning of everybody, please hold on. Oh, right, right. Yeah, usually it's like... Basically, people are looking around and talking and, like, looking off to the side and then zero to whatever 50-mile-an-hour launch straight Oh, my ahead. God, that's so scary. <laughs> After about 15 minutes of sitting there... So, you know, like when, you know, like you're sitting somewhere for 15 minutes, you're not like, 
oh, cool, I'm going to go and, um, you know, I'm going to just keep looking. You know, you're going to start looking around. You're, you're going to be yeah. pretty much, um, yeah. So um, we completed the ride, but I could tell that some of the effects just didn't seem to work. Um, and this was, this was the first time that you went on all this? The stuff. first time, yes. Yeah. I, so I'll say um, I'm pretty sure it's common knowledge that there is a show building. So I'll say that much. There's a show building and something happens in the show building without ruining much. But I will say that if you've ever anybody who's ever been on the ride of Ver Bolton at uh, Bush Gardens, Williamsburg, Virginia, the same ex- Virginia, the yeah. same exact concept happens there. This is not a new thing. I mean, should I, can I say it or not really? No, I don't want to know it. So, for my for my purpose, I don't want to know. I'm sure if if other listeners really want to know before they ride, there's plenty of spoilers all over the internet. <laughs> oh God, yeah. So there's an so there is enough. There's enough. Uh, like there's some a bunch of animatronics in the scene, and it just seemed like something was off with the ride. And it turns out that pretty much when the ride wound up refreshing all the timing of everything was off so you know we finished the ride and it was still a great ride even though i get like the animatronics were not working the way that they should which by the way kudos universal for doing animatronics for sure. uh, um, and my wife and i still said oh my god that ride was incredible even though it was clearly not like See, but- operating oh. Even though it was not operating, the the ride itself was so smooth, and the roller coaster itself was so fun that you know, like all the effects wound up being the secondary portion of it. So I I have to say, a lot of people have been saying this is an amazing ride. It's one of the best rides I've ever been on. So uh, I don't know if you can you elaborate why people are saying that without spoiling the ride because <laughs> i'm really curious oh yeah sure 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 okay so here it is is that the the way you're seated on the ride is so much fun like um because you meant that unless you've been on the pony express i mean it's not as intense as pony Ex- express there's still pretty much sitting That's a straight Knott's Berry farm for listeners and unless you've ever been on pony express at knott's berry farm or shanghai disney tron or soon to be in a couple of years walt disney world tron which by the way that is going up pretty nicely yeah, um, seeing the progress. Yeah, the progress. It's, yeah, it's weird. They're building it. It's weird because they're building it outdoor. Like, you can see the track before they're putting the building around it. But yet, Guardians of the Galaxy at Epcot, they're building the ride inside of the building. You know, like, it, it's kind of weird. It's two different styles. Yeah. Um, so, um, it's the the length of the ride, the number of launches. The elements of the ride that I'm not going to talk about, the fact that it's Harry Potter, so the theming is really nice, the queue itself is really, really pretty, and the um, the creatures that you find have some neat effects when the ride is working properly. So I think that's what it is. I also think that the reason why you see um, everybody going this is like the greatest thing ever is honestly, it's a new thing. So I think people, when there's a brand new attraction tend to, um, in general be like, Oh, this is the greatest thing ever. Just because they have that high. After. Yeah. 
yeah, that's, writing that's it for the that. first time. Yeah, that's true. But uh, people are quick to say when they don't like new rides too, though. You know, um, so yeah, I was very, mu- I was very much like that with Fast and the Furious. Oh, well, I think most people. Are. That's not a good example. But I there, would there's, say... probably, well, there's probably one person out there who's like, "This is the greatest thing ever." <laughs> <laughs> but probably a super fan of the franchise, though. So, um, it has a lot of elements. And it's very different from anything that's at Disneyland or sorry, Magic Kingdom or Universal currently. Uh, the thing I've been hearing the comparison is um, uh, Everest. How do you think it compares to Everest? Yeah, that's one. And there's yep, that there's definitely some major um, comparisons you can make with Everest. Um, it's picture Everest with launches. You know. Um, and um, I will say, um, actually, the closest ride I can compare it to would be, um, God, there's probably nobody who listens to this that knows what the, uh, that's been on this, but um, uh, Grizzly Gulch at Hong Kong Disneyland, because it has multiple launches, um, forwards and backwards sections, you know, things like that, uh, with launches and different things like that. Okay. Um, yeah. It's unlikely. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It. <laughs> Most of our listeners probably haven't been. Uh, well, what yet. that is, it's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty much uh, like the next version of Big Thunder Mountain. But it's kind of like um, because of the, you know, um, picture expedition and Everest with launches put in, and that's kind of what Grizzly Gulch is like. So that's why I, I can see the Everest things because that's the closest in the states that you can compare it to, unless you've been on Verbolton. But you know, the number of people who you know go to Busch Gardens, Williamsburg, you know, I mean, it's popular, but that's more of a regional park. Yeah. I've never been there and I used yeah. to live four hours away, but I also, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, uh, as far as that kind of park, there's a uh, six flag great adventures in New Jersey. So uh, you don't need to try travel to Busch Gardens. <laughs> although, right. Although I don't know. A lot of people seem to like that park. So <laughs> what do I know? <laughs> So you know, that, yeah, it's different. But anyway, it is. It's um, it's really fun, and it's a very unique ride. And um, they uh, because uh, as we were getting off, they told us they're like, you know, we're so sorry. Um, you, you get a re-ride because and everything wasn't what, working. Is that why? Because it wasn't working, and we were stuck there for 15 minutes. And like, hey, you know, you waited all this time to get on this ride. You deserve the regular ride experience which i thought was a nice thing so we said oh of course and they led us to the this little sideline by the way there is a single uh single rider line um available so they basically was it was it working the single rider line it looked like it was yeah it was um so we got in these they put us basically into the single rider line and they said, well, we're going to have a group of people that are groups of people going through and they are the priority to go through because they've already waited um, to go through. Now, at this point, all of a sudden they stopped the ride completely. And it turns out that they really broke the ride. Oh, right before you're about to get so, on again. <laughs> to re-ride. To re-ride, yeah. So much to the point that we were sitting there for an hour and 45 minutes on the ground in this room with Hagrid riding his motorcycle above us um, for an hour and 45 minutes. Mercifully, after about 45 minutes, they wow. turned the sound off. <laughs> 
<laughs> because that was just like <laughs> now the problem here is that you were right next to all these other people. So there are of course people in line who are talking about all their favorite parts of the ride. It's like this group of people that I went to go and see Avengers with and everybody's waiting to get in the movie. And then one of the guys started talking about major scenes that happened. And I was like, shut up. Wow. We're not supposed to talk about this right now. Um, so, um, I'm just like, we're sitting there for a long time. So over this like five hour period, we did get it on us on it twice. Um, but man, it was kind of funny. It's like, you get a rewrite. Just kidding. You get a rewrite in an hour and a half. Um, this time I rode sidecar. I would say it's better. It was better than, you know, how long do you think you had to wait if you actually got back in line? (laughs) Yeah. A couple hours. Um, Plus the hour and a half when it was down. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I rode sidecar this time, and I'll say that that was tighter. Um, The motorcycle one is the more, I would say, the more realistic experience is, hey, you're driving the motorcycle. But the sidecar, you get a lot more air because you're not, you know, like hanging off the side of the track. So they're very different experiences as to which side you ride in. Hmm. So, so um, but you said you prefer the motorcycle. I prefer the motorcycle because it's more, it's easier to, um, you know, I'm a 240 pound guy, uh, six foot two. I'm not giant or anything like that, but you know, I'm a little more broad, you know? So, um, it was more comfortable to ride in, although I was fine riding in the sidecar. Um, my wife though, on the other end, she preferred riding the sidecar. Yeah, she thought that the um, uh, motorcycle was part was a little more uncomfortable for her with her leg thing. Uh, her leg, she had several foot surgeries, um, but she also kind of liked the feeling of the floating around on the ride. So ultimately, I would say that this is, um, I'll give it below for bit, like right below for, uh, Forbidden Journey, but definitely above Green Gods. Okay, well, that's kind of. But but right. you know all those all those of course are way below Flight of the Hippogriff. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I actually like going on that ride because I, I think you get a, you get a great view of uh, Hogwarts on the Orlando <laughs> version. Yeah, the, the, the Hollywood version is actually a different roller coaster. It's not the it's not the same thing, um, and that's. You know, and it's okay, <laughs> but um, um, and you get to see uh, Buckbeak. Um, you know, and I'll say, I'll say, I will say that this ride um, is going to be even better as long as it's well maintained, which I'm pretty sure they will. Um, in about ten years, when all the trees grow really nicely, because they put thousands of trees moved in here to build this forest. So when the tr- forest grows, it's going to look awesome. That's cool. Um, so you only work during the day. You think that it's better right at night? Um, yeah, because you can see the. Um, I think some of the creature effects are going to work better at night. Yeah, I would think so too. With the you know not being able to see too much, I, that's why I really want to make sure I can wear my glasses during the experience because you know there's so much to see uh, from what I it sounds like. <laughs> and the other thing with it is. Um, 
I would argue that um, we could kind of see what was coming next in a couple of spots because you could see where the tracks were. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, I mean that's kind now of, you can tell that you see, <laughs> you see, but you see trees like surrounding it, so you can see like in a little while where the trees are going to be, you know, covering up the tracks, so you can't see what's going on. Huh. So, um, yeah, it's a very, very, very nice effort. It's really interesting that um, the next thing that's coming. Um, to Universal is this Jurassic Park roller coaster, which they have not announced, but yet, you know, if you go there, you will see that they are prepping it right now. It's pretty obvious. I mean, Universal is very much doing this. Um, nothing's happening until it's happening. Like when Kong was being built, you see this giant building being built, and they're like, no, there's something going on over there. Yeah, I'm not really <laughs> sure they- why they do that. It- I mean, I, I I still got nothing on that one, but uh, yeah, it's it's um, the ride. I, I, I'll say the ride that the, they're building now is is um, is supposed to be some kind of raptor theme. That's the rumor that I heard. And it's a roller coaster. It's going to be another roller coaster, which is interesting to do that back and forth, you know. Or like uh, two roller coasters in a row, basically. Yeah, that's supposed to come out what next year or the year after. Yeah, I mean, I mean they're remember. they're doing some they're definitely doing something in what was the Terminator Two. Um, yeah, I think that's, building, and I I've think been, that's going to be next year's attraction, the Terminator whatever whatever is coming in Terminator Two, and then the year after that, that I think that's when they're going to um, this Jurassic Co- Park coaster is going to open up. That's, well, I've been hearing it's going to be of like a born supremacy show or something like that, which I have zero interest in. Yeah, I feel like nobody does. <laughs> so let's we'll see. We'll see what the show actually is. And the show could still be fun, but uh, even though the, 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 I think, who cares about the theme, but I think Universal though they don't announce things um, way in advance because they don't want what happens to Disney, where people had said like, "Oh, you know what? We're going to not do Disney as a vacation this year because we want to wait for Star Wars to open up," and. Um, you know, by not formally announcing things, you're not like scaring people uh, or you're not getting people to say, you know what, I'm going to wait on my vacation for a little while. Yeah, I mean, the, I can sort of see that, but no one's going to be like, oh, man, I'm just going to wait until the Born Supremacy stunt show is open. <laughs> you know, nobody really cares about that as opposed to Star Wars, you know, <laughs> or Harry Potter. <laughs> but I would say that like Jurassic Park the roller coaster that would be one that a lot of people are probably going to say you know what there's a lot of Jurassic Park fans out there yeah that's true you know I would already that's true well so um, uh, speaking of Jurassic Park yeah um, uh, uh, someone opened up over in Florida from what I or in uh, California yeah no yeah before we we hop coast (laughs) uh, I um yeah, I, I just want to say I'm I'm looking forward to experiencing Hagrid's. Hopefully, um, the lines will die down soon, and they'll work out their technical issues and all that junk. Um, and to back to and our, I will say, good. Oh, I was gonna say after all that waiting that we did, it was totally worth it. Wow, five hours of waiting worth it. I don't know if I can yes. say that about anything. So <laughs> that's that's something. Um, 
I have like really low tolerance for waiting. <laughs> but I guess you know when no when you something like that you're like all right you got to be in it for the long haul, you know you got to clear your clear your day and just you know be like this is what we're doing let's let's get this happening and that's and I, I see that there's still fun in that, um, but yeah I can't wait to check it out and I'm ex- you know and uh, I'm just excited that they're still expanding the Wizarding World, you know and uh, I think. This, I think the ride has been a success. People have loved it. The long lines. I think this could mean that we got more Wizarding World attractions coming our way. I hope. Yeah. Good. Uh, goodbye, Poseidon's Fury. I'm just waiting for the day. Yeah, I mean that's been rumored forever to be changed into some like Chamber of Secrets uh, experience. Oh, it's right there. It's like. It's so it's so it would be so easy to do. And while I like the Poseidon's Fury because it's such a neat original idea, unfortunately, I just don't see it lasting that long. Yeah, I'm also kind of thinking if it's a Chamber of Secrets experience, that's like a walkthrough like Poseidon's Fury. Like it had to be like really super awesome because otherwise, it's just kind of like the cues for. Uh, <laughs> for the other rides because it's kind of a walkthrough experience they have the little show scenes <laughs> you know like yeah i mean it, it would have to be something really awesome and i don't even know um but you know that's we could i think it's a whole other episode speculating what harry potter attractions are coming or what could still come you know um anywho um yeah switching coasts to um where i am <laughs> Southern California, um, uh, Jurassic World, the ride has opened um, as of um, two days of this recording. It has officially opened. Uh, before that, it was in technical rehearsals for about a week and a half, but it has officially opened as of uh, two days ago. And um, I, myself and Shannon went to Universal Hollywood on July 4th. Uh, we went there to cover the uh, their fireworks show because it was the first time they had a fireworks show there. So we went to check that out. And um, so Would I, you mind saying how the fireworks show was for their very first fireworks show? Was it a success? Success? I mean, I don't know what makes a successful fireworks show, but I was. Did you uh, enjoy it? Did I enjoy it? Sure. <laughs> okay. I mean, the, the, probably not on par with like Disney, who does theirs all the time. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't, Disney has those little extra, you know, projection mapping stuff added with their fireworks. There was nothing like that, you know. It was just for um, Fourth of July. Uh, but you know the crowds were there for it, you know, and uh, everyone seemed to really enjoy it. They set it to to music and to some, a few Universal properties. Uh, it was it was very it was interesting. Um, now, what I'm not sure about is they had two viewing areas: one in the upper lot, and one in the lower lot. And we were in the lower lot, and they seemed to be setting the fireworks off on top of Transformers, sh- uh, the show building. And I I'm just thinking like. Are the people in the upper lot seeing the same fireworks? <laughs> I mean, I mean, maybe they were. I don't know. I, I don't know if they set them off. Yeah, they had to be the same fireworks. I don't know. Uh, I haven't talked to anyone that was up at, that I know of that was up on the on the upper lot. Um, but being down there in, in close proximity, watching the fireworks, um, it was fun for sure. Uh, I don't think it's something they could really get away with doing 
you know, nightly, as in uh, Universal is very much in a, uh, I mean, it's in a residential area, just like Disney, of course, but um, it's also in a very heavily uh, uh, area populated with uh, studios, <laughs> like Warner Brothers Studio is right there, and all this stuff. I just feel like it just wouldn't fly, like every night fireworks coming out of out of, out of universal and they're, and they're not even open that late most nights anyways um but it was awesome um so there's a full episode of our new vlog show uh creepy quest where i chronicle the full day of well the, we weren't even there all day <laughs> but the uh, the full five six hours we were there um so you can see the fireworks, and you can see a little bit of what I'm about to talk about, which is um, our chance to ride Jurassic World. Okay. So, um, so I, we got there, and I'm in the back of my mind. I'm like, it's July 4th. They haven't, oh, they haven't had a release date. Um, when is this ride? They got a lot of people on the ride. You know, they know that a lot of people are going to be here today. It's going to happen. And then, um, yeah, I started seeing things on social media that was kind of hinting that that was going to happen. You did? No, I didn't know. I didn't see anything. They hinted. Oh, I saw. They... I saw certain animatronics, or not animatronics, but certain um, walk-around characters being added that were not normally there. Oh, yes. A lot of attention. Well, here's the thing. They announced that beforehand, so they have two new uh, dinosaurs. Out in addition to the Raptor Encounter, which now is a new permanent home in Hollywood. Before it was just kind of out; um, it didn't really have a real space. It just would kind of happen. Um. So, yeah. So they we knew that was going to be there because they had just de- debuted that a few days earlier. But everything kind of seemed like it was leading towards that. But I'll get to the dino- uh, the walk around dinosaurs. <laughs> anyway, so we're going down the uh, the escalators. Which, if uh, anyone's never been there before, the lower lawn and the upper lot are separated by four huge escalators. It's about a uh, ten-minute uh, journey down these escalators, <laughs> at least. If, uh, it might be longer. I don't know. It might be fifteen. Anyways, as we're coming down the escalators, uh, Shannon sees that boats are cycling through Jurassic World and that people are on it. <laughs> So we're like, oh, my God, it's open. And you could actually capture that moment because I was actually filming something else <laughs> on the Creepy Quest episode. And then Shannon's like, wait a minute, the ride's open. <laughs> uh, so we, you know, we get off the escalator. We go to the entrance to find out what's going on. I'm like, and we find out that the only people that are, are on the ride right now are Universal employees. So it is a technical rehearsal for Universal employees. So we're like, that's usually a good sign. It usually, as we were super sad because we we're like, oh man, we wanted, you know, we thought we were about to be able to get on, you know. We're like, oh, I mean, we knew that we were going to get on eventually, and yeah, when it opens, we were going to come back. But still, we were like, we were getting our hopes, our hopes up. I will preface all this by saying that uh, Shannon, like. It, is a huge Jurassic Park fan, like of the of the franchise, so she was uh, she was super excited to experience the uh, the overhaul, just just as a fan of um, of the uh, of the IP. 
Um, so we're like, okay, well, we just kind of take in all the all the new stuff there. They have a new bar, the Isla New Bar, where they have uh, <laughs> mixed drinks. <laughs> uh, Boo! Uh, That's uh, so cheesy. Isla New Bar, <laughs> and, uh, uh, but apparently they cannot make the drinks virgin. That's all I want to put that out there. Uh, you can only get them with alcohol. Um, they have gotcha. a they have a new uh, dining area. I forget what it's called, uh, which we we weren't hungry at that time. But the food looks vastly improved from what was there before. Was like pizza or something like that, or like yeah, it was just like whatever before. Standard theme park food. But this is has a little bit of like um, Cuban food, a little bit. It's got you know, it's it's. Oh, well, that makes sense because of all the uh, of Jurassic Park theming. Right, yeah, yeah, no, it, because it was a uh, you know near Cuba, I believe, right? Isn't um, Isla Nubar kind of like in South America or like Central America? Yes, yeah, yeah, something about that. I don't, I don't know if exactly, but whatever it is, it, the food there is certainly not any food that I've seen available in any theme park before. Uh, and I, I will say, Universal Hollywood is slowly stepping up their food game um, here and there. They just opened a new Mexican restaurant, which I have yet to try, but Shannon tried it on her, her last trip and she said it was really good as well. Quick service, not a restaurant. Uh, so the food options are getting a little more sophisticated Yay. than pizza and hamburgers. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, uh, after that, we want to experience all the all the dinosaurs. So they have a walk around Stegosaurus that just you look at it and you go, "Wow, it's a real dinosaur!" And you get tripped out, and then it goes away. And then uh, they bring out um, a baby raptor named Tango, as Shannon's yelling for the other I remember the baby raptor's name. <laughs> the baby raptor was named Tango, Tango. and. You know, this guy and this uh, this guy is holding Tango, which is, you know, I I wasn't really trying to figure out how the how, you know, how the magic was done. I just was just going along with it. And uh, and uh, do you, uh, do Tango and the Stegosaurus they sign autographs? They do not. But uh, okay, so you cannot get their signature in your book next to Goofy's. No, no, none of these dinosaurs you, you can get their autograph. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> Uh, the tango thing was really cute. They 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 they, uh, they showed you how to how to um, how to uh, pet the raptor, like by rubbing underneath his chin. And when you do that, he just closes his eyes and makes a purring sound. <laughs> it was it was adorable. He makes everyone want to have a baby raptor. Um, so after that um, was the scheduled raptor encounter. And they're in its new location, which um, the doors kind of look similar to when they let them out of their uh, their stables in uh, Jurassic World. Okay. Uh, other, other, other than that, it's pretty similar to how it was before, um, and and it actually has a somewhat of a designated queue as well. Uh, so it's it's a lot more organized, and it just looks like it's you know part of the area as opposed to just happening randomly. That's what was happening in uh, in Hollywood. Uh, and for people in Orlando, it's very different than the Orlando one because the Orlando one, you, the raptor just peeks out in the bushes. But uh, this raptor is not coming out in the bushes; it's uh, free roaming. <laughs> so it's yeah, it's uh, c- 
could get you at any moment, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, it's blue. It's not any rabbit. It is blue. And assuming that you're in the correct area as well, it's not like you know, it's not going to hang over by like I don't know um, the DeLorean or uh, Transformers or anything like that. It's going to stay kind of near this area, right? Well, now it, it has a designated area. Before it was just kind of outside of Jurassic Park, the ride before. But now it is. It's it actually is kind of fenced off in this little area. Uh, so. The raptor's not leaving that area, but you go, we walk up to it and, you know, take your picture or whatever. Um, and I would imagine if I was a child, that would sketch me out. I would, I, I'll be honest. If I was a small child and, and they're like, come take your picture with this looming dinosaur that's looming over you. Oh, sure. You know, that I would, I mean, you know, I would. I mean, all intents and purposes, it looks pretty real. I don't know. You know, you know, there's no, there's no break in the costume that makes you go, oh, that's definitely a dude. You know, so. But hopefully children are smart enough to know that dinosaurs are not real. <laughs> yeah, but that's what little, little kids are for. It's like really terrifying. The, yeah. the ever-loving hell out of them. I, I will bring this up because I, I know I brought this up on the show before, but I have to keep bringing this up because it, it never stops being amusing to me. So four years ago when this first debuted, uh, you know, when Jurassic World the movie came out, um, we went to Universal Hollywood <laughs> and we were standing in line to do the raptor encounter and a grown woman behind me asked us if that was real. <laughs> and, uh, and Shannon said, no, dinosaurs don't exist. <laughs> So it was it, it fooled the the costume four years ago fooled a grown woman. So you never know. Anyway, there was there was somebody the other, like within the last couple months at Universal here that thought that the Optimus Prime meeting everybody was legitimate, like was an actual robot and a really super well done robot that it was not somebody in the suit. So yes, there are people on both coasts that um, believe we are in such a crazy advanced society that we are able to summon dinosaurs and robots. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't the meet and greet in Orlando, they don't talk. What do you mean? The the Transformers? Transformers? Yeah. No, they talk. They talk to you. I thought they didn't talk. (laughs) Oh no, they absolutely do. Including Megatron? The only one, Megatron talks, um, oh, okay. Optimus talks. Um, I, I heard Bumblebee on another. Bumblebee po- cannot talk because Bumblebee does not have the ability to, but he plays music. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that happens over here too. I heard on another podcast that they didn't talk in Orlando. Oh no, they absolutely do talk. Okay, well that was false. Thanks, other podcast. <laughs> I yeah, all right, whatever. Anyways, um, <laughs> so we finished the Raptor encounter, and then all of a sudden. We did, this uh, team member goes, the Jurassic World, the ride is open. Come now. And then there's just this, we just, this mass rush for the entrance. <laughs> and everyone's like, don't run, don't run. <laughs> and it was like, it was so exciting to be like, not to, you know, thinking, oh, we're not going to go on the ride. They're like, oh my God, we're going to go on the ride. And, How many trampled children did you see? <laughs> yeah, many. No, I didn't see. Yeah, we, we, it was fine. Um, but, yeah, we uh, we were one of the first people to get on the ride. And as far we were informed that. Oh, okay. So what, what's the queue like? 
Uh, I mean, the queue is basically the same. Um, I will. Okay, so that's the same. I will. Um, I would say we were the first people to get on the ride. Um, I will say that we went in what would be the express part of the queue once we got in there uh, to uh, accommodate. Uh, so I don't know, but from what I could see, the rest of the queue uh, was exactly the same. Uh, I, obviously, there's new videos that are playing on the screen, and but I wasn't really paying attention to the videos because we were just excited to get on the ride. So I'm sure I'll have time in my life to watch the queue videos another time. So, um, uh, yeah, we were anticipated that we were like the third boat to go out. And uh, we were informed that th- that the right then, this was the first time that it was open to regular guests. Before that, it was employee previews. So we were the f- one of the first people to go on there. So that was pretty exciting. And um, it was just luck. It was, you know, I mean, we, you know, we positioned ourselves to be there, but we happened to just be right there when they opened the ride for technical rehearsals, you know. So that, that was luck. Because <laughs> you, you would have thought we probably left you know, once we found out we couldn't go on the ride, but we just hung out there for a while and did all did all the other dinosaur things. Um, um how crazy was the line later on as you were uh, throughout the day or as you were leaving Universal? Well, they didn't leave it open all day, but um, when we got off of the ride, I could see that um, the line had reached the entire queue whatever all those all the switchbacks and then it was outside of the entrance like almost all the way back to the escalators so i'd imagine that it was probably uh three hours or two three hours from that point right there if you got in line right there um i, I mean and we waited you know five minutes just because we rushed when they when they when they opened it up um Right. So, so that uh, so that was that was that. So it's interesting about spoilers with this because this is a this is a you know an overhaul, right? So it's uh, but there's new things on the on the attraction. You know, I will say that within less than an hour from it was open to the public, the full ride POV was on was already online. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm just, cause I saw someone had posted it in a Facebook group. I'm in, not that I was looking for it online. And I was like, I was like, wow. I'm like, you legitimately did that. And, and for me, I filmed a little bit of the ride while I was on there. Cause I was vlogging all day, but I was like, I just did a little bit. Cause I'm like, I'm not going to put the whole ride in the video because I don't want to, you know, I don't want, I don't want to lessen anyone's experience, but I know there's a lot of people that just can't wait and like watching ride through videos. And there's plenty of them out there. <laughs> and and there's, I think there's some people who like to watch the video either a, if they know that they can, um, going over to those parks is going to be, um, never happening in their life or, they get anxiety and they want to know what to expect because they're scared of what the ride will do. Yeah, I, I can understand the second part. I mean, I, I sort of understand the first part, but um, 
but I'm just kind of like on how you didn't you didn't you watch the Mystic Manor video? Yeah, well, I was like, um, I was like, I'm never going to Hong Kong in in 2011 when the ride opened. That's <laughs> and now you're thinking, you know what? I will get to Hong Kong at some point and experience I mean, this for I mean, myself. It might, might, and you know. I, I only watched it once in 2011, so I don't remember it all. <laughs> um, but, but anyways, this isn't that. This is uh, this is just people that just can't wait. These are people that are gonna ride the ride, whether they're local to California, or everyone's anticipating that Orlando is gonna get this layover at some point. <laughs> you know, especially since they're doing this coaster, this Raptor coaster, because the Raptor coaster is themed to Jurassic World. Because it's based on blue. Yeah. Yeah. Raptor Encounter is based on blue from Jurassic World. <laughs> you know, so it's only a matter of time before Jurassic Park, the island in Islands of Adventure, becomes Jurassic World. You know, uh, so. Yeah, unless they decide to do something with um, the park that they have not announced, the Fantastic Worlds, as everybody's calling it. Yeah, but I don't think they're going to do that. That's, I mean, that's just my thing. What's that clicking yeah. noise, by the way? Is are you typing? I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm on my computer. Oh, that's like super loud. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> you get back to your letter typing in a minute. So, um, so uh, all that being said, back to Jurassic World. Honestly, that in the show. Why not? Some candid moments. <laughs> but, um, uh, the, um, Going back to dress world, yeah, um, you know, like, is it, you think it'll fit, come over here now? Yeah, I do. <laughs> but I will say well, this. You know, the, do you have a question? Uh, I'm talking to you, oh, I was going to say the one over here is like really long in the tooth. Yeah, I'm gonna say there's a lot is a lot little, there's a lot more to the Orlando version, so there'd have to be a lot more done um, to do it. But I think it's I think it's kind of inevitable. Um, I could be wrong on that. It could be Jurassic Park the Red forever there. I don't know. Uh, but all that being said, I like Jurassic Park the Ride in Hollywood, even though it had some flaws. One of the major flaws was that. As soon as you started, as soon as you entered the gates, you could see the parking garage for Universal Hollywood. <laughs> kind of took you out of it. Uh, and then one of the effects I never got to see in person because uh, it just stopped working was when um, a Jeep used to crash over the side. You know, I only got to experience that once in my whole life was the Jeep um, because when I was a kid, my dad worked for a grocery store chain, um, Vaughn Safeway, mm-hmm. um, and he was one of the uh, like transportation managers for you know telling you know all the cars or you know all the trucks where they're going and creating their routes and all that kind of stuff. And um, they did a corporate buyout one night of Ooh. Universal Studios right after the Jurassic Park ride opened. So um, you know I was I, I'm child divorced parents so i had you know every other weekend dad um so you can imagine my excitement when seeing these commercials and my dad said okay well you know we need to get here a little early you know like your mom needs to bring you over to my house early because uh we have a corporate buyout of universal studios and i was so jazzed but i only got that event i only (laughs) got that uh that effect once and then every other time i went on it not so much 
Yeah, I don't think it's worked for a long time. <laughs> um, but I will say all this. I think it was. I think over. It's a great overhaul. It's a great enhancement. Um, a lot of people were worried about these screens with the uh, the water dinosaur. I don't know the names of these dinosaurs. The Mosasaur. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I like water dinosaur. <laughs> um, and I thought that scene was fun. Um, so that was, you know, that was a lot of fun. Um, uh, now it was in technical rehearsals and there was a part of the ride that I thought was a little lacking. Uh, so no spoiler on what that was. And I'm hoping that there was enhancements made, um, now that the ride's open. So I'll see next time I write it, which will be very soon, Um, which I'll get to that in a minute, but... Is the whole ride indoors, or are there outdoor portions at all? Oh, there's outdoor portions. Uh, there's a little bit indoors in the beginning, and then you're outside, and then you enter the show building. It's a fun r- 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 ride up the big lift, you know, show building thing. Uh, there's some cool effects there. But then when you get in the show building, it's yeah, it's it's a, it's a completely different experience than what was there before. And uh, that's all I'm gonna say. So it it was a lot of fun. And it was it was uh, very, so it was very are any of this are any of the scenes the same? Only thing I think is really the same is um I don't know the names of dinosaurs, so I'm sorry. <laughs> but, uh you know, there's the part uh where the dinosaurs uh basically on Jurassic Park the ride, the Hollywood version, before you reach the part where chaos erupts where their alarms are going off. Um uh, there was um uh, Dinosaurs popping out of the water and shooting water at you out of their mouth. Uh, um, Yeah, that happens over here, too. Yeah, that part, but it's playful, not before when the raptors or the the other ones come and they try to attack you. you Before chaos ensues, that part pretty much kind of seems the same. And I would say that's really the only same part. Uh, Yeah, the Hadrosaur Cove. Yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> there you go. All right. Yeah, that part seems the same. Uh, other than that, uh, I would say that the, the, uh, all the other scenes are are changed. You, you know what cracks me up about that ride is like, you know, when I was a kid, I was like, oh, my God, this ride is so amazing. And then I realized, like, thinking about it as I got older, what that ride basically is, and it's just a tidal wave ride. It's a very well themed oh title wave. <laughs> you're so true. Like those rides no, no, it's at, at like Six Flags where there's no theming. You just go up and then they drop you down. You thing. go up and you, you go up and you make a left and then you go down and you make a big splash. Sure enough, this is the same thing. You go through the track at the beginning, you go up, you kind of do you you kind of hang up up there for a little while for a couple you know for the show scenes, and then you go back down. If you look at the layout, it's a longer version of that, but the the same idea. There's a one drop. There's you know pretty much other than like you have the little the little thing up to get into the Jurassic Park right like to get to the first area like where you go up maybe ten feet or so. Right, but right. But for the yeah. most part. Um, for the most part, it's the same idea. You go up, you uh, see the scene, and then you go down. <laughs> I never, I never thought about that before. I would say the Orlando version is. I would don't, I don't really get that. I feel like it's just because it's longer. 
Um, You're right, but but the Hollywood version, yeah, I could totally see that. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I never I never thought about that. <laughs> so at, at first, you and I were talking about. You were saying, "Oh man, they, this ride is. It looks like they're making it longer." Right, because uh, yeah, because I because there's all this construction going on behind all the restaurants and on the side of Transformers, and when I first saw that uh, a few months back, I was like, "Wow!" I thought. I thought there was a whole other section of the ride, but I was sadly mistaken, <laughs> um, as I admit, even on the creepy quest video, because um, that area is not part of the ride, and it's still very much under construction, and in universal fashion has not been announced on what it is. Um, Nintendo. And then we're all speculating that it's it has to be something with Nintendo. Um well, in the in the Nintendo press release for these uh, rides, they mentioned Florida and Hollywood specifically. Where else are you putting it? Right. I mean, but at the same time, I mean, with God, how long has it been since they announced Nintendo? I mean, it's been a few years and we've heard nothing. No information, no nothing. And you figured they would say that it's coming uh, in Hollywood, you know, at least cause if they're building it. But they're, they're just nothing <laughs> i i have my believe it or not i have my hotel for nintendo world in japan already paid for what do you mean is nintendo world is that something different the, than the nintendo no it's the nintendo land that they're putting in universal osaka oh great. i already have the way they have, I, a, they, like, have a, they have opening date for that in osaka already um here's the thing is i'm playing my brother and i are doing a trip next year we're playing a very dangerous game right now <laughs> with this because here's the thing. They don't have an opening date for it yet, but the Summer Olympics are in Japan next year, and those start in the middle of July. So we think by the end of June, it's got to be open by that point. Because they're not going to, they're going to want this thing open before the crowds of the world come, so they can say, "Hey, look! While you're here visiting here, you should check out Super Mario. You should check out uh, Mario Kart. You should check out the Zelda ride or whatever everything is. Mm-hmm. You know, I, they haven't announced what everything's going to be except Mario Kart. I think there's a Yoshi Dark ride. Um, so we are very much betting on." It will be open because you cannot just say, well, let's try to open it like a few days before and then have all the technical issues that Hagrid is having. Hmm. So our bet as well is going to be that the Beauty and the Beast ride in Tokyo Disneyland is going to be open by then as well. Um, My honest thought is it's going to be open in middle of April because every year in Japan they have a holiday called golden week where it's a series of holidays picture pretty much here like in the states like christmas eve christmas new year's eve new year's day it's kind of like that over there where everybody is on vacation so we're thinking that because everybody is off they're going to try to get nintendo open by april same with um uh beauty and the beast 2020 of 2020 and when are you planning to go uh we are going in the middle of June to the very beginning of July of 2020. Wow. 
So while there are no dates formally announced, I'm thinking that they at least need to try to that they're going to do everything that they can to get these things up and running smoothly by the time the Olympics come in. Wow. <laughs> well, that's a that's a teaser for another future grant adventure there. So 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 one year from now everybody stay subscribed. You will learn all about hopefully all about Super Nintendo. Yeah. I was like, I, somehow I feel like we're going to have to podcast from there. <laughs> you have to get on the Wi-Fi. <laughs> and I will I will definitely do recording while I am there. And then we can just splice it and do a show of what's going on. All right. Well, yeah, but depending because of the time zone difference and stuff. But we'll, so we'll see what we no, can I'm do. I'm just saying we got to get it first. We got to get the info <laughs> out there before everyone else. We got we got you on the scene. But um, but we'll see. And we'll see if they announce what's coming to Hollywood uh, as far as when that actually is going to open or not. I don't know. only thing they have announced for Hollywood is uh, Secret Life of Pets, which is on the uh, upper lot under construction right now, which I'm not which so I- sure. It's a it's an odd choice. I guess they were banking for that to be a, a like a big franchise, and uh, I don't think that it the second one really uh, really uh, tore up the box office or anything. That's what I was gonna say is that the second one did not do well. So I'm wondering if the budget is going to get slashed significantly. Like if there are scenes that were like, oh well, this is a nice big scene, and they're like, yeah, maybe we'll cut that down a little bit. <laughs> but it's something universal. Both parks need desperately, which is like, I don't know what the ride is. I'm just assuming that it's just like a dark ride, you know, like uh, Universal or Hollywood doesn't have at all. I mean, closest thing is Forbidden Journey, uh, which is, you know, you know, it's got height requirements for sure. Uh, But just a straight up kitty dark ride. I mean, even Minions is uh, not for everybody. You know, with no, it's not. <laughs> you know, with the motion sickness stuff. You know, so um, you know, I'm sure it'll be fine. I hate, I hate the minions. I absolutely hate the minions. Really, I, I like it. I, I like I, if, if, it. Doesn't have a lot of repeatability. I'll, I'll say that. But uh, I, I like, I like what it is for for what it is. I'll say that. <laughs> I hate the minions as characters, and I, I couldn't stand their minions. movie. And you didn't like the minions if, movie? Get the hell out of here! Oh my god, the minions if, movie was great with the villain. The villain was so good. Uh, what was the, the villain was villain? good, but if I, <laughs> I forgot. Sandra, but if Sandra I, if Bullock. I, <laughs> if I want to be baby talked for an hour and a half, I will go and watch Nick Junior at like seven in the morning. Like it's it's worse than that. It's just like that 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 like. For for an hour and a half, I feel like I'm being baby talked. I don't know. I know. I, didn't, I know they're divisive, but to me, the minions are always ripoffs of uh, of the Toy Story aliens. <laughs> I wonder what they would taste like. They they look like they need to be cooked. Like they'd probably be pretty fruity tasting. I'm not going there with this. All right, so I think that's the cue that we're wrapping it up here. I, uh, but anyways, back wrapping up Jurassic World <laughs> to the ride. Um, that ends the what's in the building. I think is incredible. It's I'm not going to say what it is. So if you have a chance to ride it, um, 
you'll be you'll be saved from being spoiled by me. Um, and so the ride is now open. And what's up? Universal has hit it out of the park with both rides on both coasts. I think so. It sounds like. Yeah, I mean, it is an overlay, so it's not like a completely new experience, but it's a lot of fun, you know. And, and it's it's enhanced, you know. Enhancements are cool. And I said I had a, I have a few things. I was like, I hope these are enhanced, and I will find out if they are enhanced next time I ride. And uh, the next time I ride is going to be at the official grand opening ceremony, which is taking place uh, next week. <laughs> of this recording and uh creepy kingdom will be on hand for this event and this then uh chris pratt will be in attendance so i don't know if we're gonna get to ride the ride with chris pratt <laughs> but, but, uh, fingers crossed for that and what's 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 interesting is that um between there's obviously rivalry between disney and universal Playful rivalry, which makes us the winners, especially when they're competing against each other. Yeah. But this is one of the first years I can remember where both attractions that Universal has opened so far this year, or I guess that's all they're opening this year. But I haven't really heard any negativity toward either of them. But yet the one ride that Disney has opened up, the Millennium Falcon, that has been very divisive. Yeah. Um, for a lot of people, and obviously we talked about that on the uh, Star Wars show that it seems like based on where you're sitting is the amount of enjoyment that you get. But it's really interesting to see normally, you know, normally it seems like, oh, Universal is, you know, coming to the party. Nice try, Universal. And this time it seems like they genuinely really brought it and they outshone you know, their influence. Yeah, I mean, it, it was kind of a surprise because everyone kind of expected uh, Galaxy's Edge to be the clear front runner, you know, compared to uh, two rides. Basically. A reskin and a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and I guess that's nothing else is opening this year, right? Well, if, well now we found out. Uh, uh, Rise of Resistance. One does open up in this, for me anyway. Yeah, it opens up on the Orlando. So, uh, you know, Disney might, uh, you know, you know, take it at the at the buzzer or whatever sports phrase I'm trying to think of. <laughs> Come in at the buzzer, to, <laughs> <laughs> you know, to, to take us home. So, so we will see. We will see. But that's a story for another time. But now we're, you know, Universal. They uh, they got us all pumped up for you know with the summertime stuff and now, you know it's time to you know bring it home with Halloween Horror Nights. So <laughs> we're all excited to see what they yeah. bring, they bring uh, to Horror Nights this year on both coasts. <laughs> so we will see. All right. Well, I think that's gonna do it for this one. Keep it creepy. Studios Hollywood. Hey, 
I'd like to welcome the many special guests this evening who played a key role in making an indelible impact on the creation of this spectacular new attraction. I'll start with the very talented filmmakers and stars of the Jurassic World films and our partners at Universal Pictures and Amblin Entertainment. And of course, Ron Meyer, Vice Chairman of NBC Universal. Tom Williams, Chief Executive Officer of Universal Parks and Resorts. And our highly, highly innovative Universal Creative Team, led by President and Vice Chairman Mark Woodbury. truth in the saying that it takes a village, and I'd be remiss if I didn't recognize the tireless work and dedication of our Universal Studios Hollywood creative team, led by Joe Casey, our technical services team, led by Glenn Connolly, and our entertainment team, led by Tim Runco. for making the transformation of Jurassic Park to Jurassic World a reality. Thank you all for your outstanding creativity and vision in bringing this extraordinary ride to life. I'd also like to give a shout out and a sincere thank you to the entire Universal Studios team for your uncompromised attention to detail and ongoing commitment to excellence across all fronts. When moviegoers from around the globe sat at the edge of their seats watching the Jurassic World film take them on a virtual roller coaster ride, little did they realize that they would soon have the opportunity, quite literally, to experience the thrill for themselves, where they'd encounter a colossal Indominus Rex, a behemoth Mosasaurus, and a very real Tyrannosaurus Rex right here at Universal Studios Hollywood. The addition of Jurassic World Ride is our next step in the ongoing evolution of Universal Studios Hollywood to create the most innovative, compelling experiences possible. But as we take this step forward, I want to also take a moment to go back and pay homage to the adventure that started our all, Jurassic Park the Ride. From 1996 until 2018, the Jurassic Park ride was a staple in our portfolio of groundbreaking attractions. It was, in fact, the defining ride that catapulted us to the theme park that we've become today. We loved the ride. Fans loved the ride. But just as the Jurassic films have evolved, it made sense for the ride to evolve as well. This new iteration expands the scope of this next generation franchise for our fans, and we are beyond thrilled for everyone to join us on this very exciting journey. Very shortly, you're gonna have the opportunity to join me alongside Owen Grady, Claire Deering, and Dr. Henry Wu to experience this thrilling adventure for yourselves. So buckle up, because it just got real. It is my pleasure to welcome to the stage Ron Meyer, Vice Chairman of NBC Universal. Thank you, Karen. It's a pleasure to be with you this evening to celebrate the opening of Jurassic World The Ride at Universal Studios Hollywood. For over two decades, the Jurassic franchise has been the crown jewel of Universal Pictures. It's part of our legacy and our future. Steven Spielberg's masterpiece, based on Michael Crichton's best-selling books, is one of the most beloved franchises in cinematic history. 
I'm incredibly proud that the iconic dinosaur logo is synonymous with the Jurassic films, has become one of the most recognizable symbols in the world. These films, 65 million years in the making, appeal to diverse audiences around the globe. Jurassic World is a pivotal chapter in the franchise. We are fortunate to have a collaborative partnership with Amblin Entertainment and our talented filmmakers, Steven Spielberg, Frank Marshall, Colin Trevorrow, and the cast including Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, and Beanie Wong. They have captivated fans of the original films while ushering in a new Jurassic experience for the next generation of moviegoers. When we relaunched the franchise in 2015, we had no idea how massive it would be. We quickly, quickly learned how much fans really loved and missed the Jurassic films. With our dedicated filmmakers and talent, we were able to bring the films to life for fans in an entirely new dimension. Thank you, Chris and Bryce, for, for reprising your roles for the attraction and joining us tonight along with Frank and Colin. The grand opening celebration is a result of the film's success. Colin Trevorrow worked tirelessly alongside his team to ensure the thrilling attraction is an authentic representation of the blockbusters movies he wrote and directed. Please join me in welcoming to the stage Colin Trevorrow. Thank you very much. Um, I want to thank Ron Meyer, uh, the Parks team, everyone here at Universal uh, for having us. We are we're a family at this studio, uh, and I'm so I'm so lucky to be a part of this family. Um, I just want to talk for a second about uh, two people who can't be with us here today uh, for different reasons. The first is Michael Crichton. Um, the idea of a biological preserve full of dinosaurs is one of the most thrilling concepts in the history of fiction. Uh, and it is because of his commitment to the science of this story, uh, to making it feel plausible, uh, that it became such a phenomenon. We are discovering more dinosaurs today than ever before. There are about 50 new species discovered every year. Uh, and that's because the kids who saw Jurassic Park grew up and became paleontologists. Uh, and that's a legacy that goes beyond storytelling. Uh, it, it also took a truly legendary filmmaker uh, to bring it to the screen. Uh, to the screen. Uh, Steven Spielberg is the reason why we are all here. Um, uh, he can't be with us. He is shooting West Side Story uh, in New York City. I know he would love to be. Uh, one thing that I admire about Steven is that he knows a great movie doesn't have to end when you leave the theater. Uh, he is passionate about creating experiences that immerse us in the adventure and the excitement of his films. Uh, he's been doing it since I was a kid. Uh, I remember going on the Jaws ride uh, right here when I was six years old. And I have never forgotten that moment uh, when the shark tried to eat our tram. Uh, it was extremely terrifying. And last summer, I took my daughter uh, on that ride at Universal Studios Japan. Uh, and she's a, she was the same age uh, as I was at the time. And she was terrified, too. And while I was standing there consoling her and wondering if I'd made a really questionable parenting decision, uh, I realized that she'd probably remember that shark attack when she was growing up, just like I did. And she'd remember that I was there with her, holding her hand and telling her that the shark wasn't real. And that's what makes a ride special. Uh, it can create a memory, just like movies can. I love Jurassic Park. Uh, I may be a filmmaker, but I'm also a fan. And 
one of the best things about fandom is sharing the things that we love with our kids. There's a whole new generation out there dreaming about seeing dinosaurs with their own eyes. And now parents who grew up on the first ride get to share this one with their own children. And that'll create new memories. And so even if they do get a little bit scared, at least they'll remember that they went through it with you. Thank you, Colin, and thank you, Ron. Tonight is a very special night, and we'd like to commemorate it, of course, with a photograph. So I'd like to ask our special guest to join me on stage so we can take that picture. We are honored to have all of you here this evening. Thank you so much for joining us and making this night possible. This is a picture I'm sure we're all going to be very proud of. Okay. I think there's somebody else that needs a photo. That's a nice and easy, Blue. Let's get you set for this picture. Whoa, Blue, oh, focus. Focus up. Hey, Blue. Don't you. Stay calm. No substance. Oh, oh, oh. Eyes on me, Blue. Focus up. Back. That's it. Back it up. Doing great, girl. Back it up. Back it up. That's good. Hold. That's funny. <laughs> Thanks for dragging me. Passes. <laughs> All right. Yeah, she recognizes All somebody right. up there. and easy and hold. Ms. Irwin, Blue's all set for the photo. Hey, big smile, Blue. Thank you. We're glad all of you could be here with us tonight to open this incredible new attraction. So ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Jurassic World. to contact us here at the dark theme park show you can do so by emailing us directly creepy kingdom at gmail.com and for show notes links to our articles reviews our original videos our youtube series creepy quest our links to all of our social media links to all the events i talked about at the top of the show Everything Creepy Kingdom can be found at creepykingdom.com. And if you'd like to support what we do here at Creepy Kingdom and you want even more Creepy Kingdom stuff, then guess what? All you got to do is go to patreon.com slash creepykingdom. Right now, the exclusive home of our documentary about Haunted Mansion fans, Foolish Mortals. It will be leaving there soon. So if you've been waiting to watch it, I would do so very soon. Like right now. Do it. Do it. It's patreon.com slash creepy kingdom. Well, gang, extra magic hours are now over. It's time to close the gates.